It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled Covering Our Eyes. Our scripture reference today is Revelation chapter 11, verses 15 through 19. As always, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. Then the twenty-four elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, singing, We give you thanks, Lord God Almighty, who are and who were, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath has come and the time for judging the dead, for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and all who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple, and there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. Sisters and brothers, this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. How many of us know the feeling of having to cover our eyes during a kissing scene on TV? The slightest sense of intimacy magnetized our hands to our face, and yet, somehow, we always knew the exact moment we could look again. Funny, though, we didn't turn away from the eighth shooting, the drawn-out stabbings, or the bombings. That was okay. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't protect kids from everything, right? To be sure, there are appropriate sexual ethics for Christians, and it's wise to guard and guide our children's exposure to sexual matters. But are we sure that's the only form of corruption we need to consider? I doubt many of us would be. The trouble is, we aren't always sure what other forms of corruption there are. As a result, we limit the Bible's and faith's influence to simple morality. If we can cram enough moral lessons in the time our children are with us, we'll assure they'll turn out as good people. There are at least two issues to consider with that. The first is how it reduces scripture to be a mere morality handbook. Faith becomes more about what you do than what Christ has done. Beyond that, it doesn't allow much room to teach our children the world's corruptions. Even worse, 
how we can play right into them. Now, if you think this is a bit exaggerative, let me remind you of a vision within Revelation. In Revelation 11, the 24 elders worship God. Part of why they do is their full assurance the time is coming when God will reward the faithful. They also know there will be justice. Now, who faces such a daunting prospect? John tells us God will destroy those who destroy the earth or those who corrupt the earth. Violence against others, greed and power are only some of those corruptions. When we're not careful, because we've all been so exposed to them, we condone them more than we realize. That's why the Lord sent us prophets, not just to make us moral people. Bluey can do that. To remind us that as Christ followers, we have a higher calling as people of righteousness and holiness. Stay blessed. Now, before you go, let me make sure you know I love you and you are a blessing to me. Thanks for listening to another note. I hope it helps you live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Let me know if I can pray with you and help us reach others by sharing today's devotional or leaving a review wherever you listen as a podcast. And finally, make sure to check out the website at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.